This episode of The Blur Mob contains explicit language. While we want everyone to enjoy the show, sometimes we may say things that are not appropriate for all ages. So, in other words, mom, dad, granny, we cussing. Discretion is advised. King G. Grossite ENT. <laughs> Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Let me, let me pop my shit. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pop my shit. Hands up. What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Blurred Mob, your hub for all things black and nerdy. I am your host, Foop, joined by my co-host, Ron. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other streaming service, make sure you hit that follow button so you can get updates from the mob. And if you excommunicado assassins are watching this on YouTube, make sure to like the video, subscribe <laughs> to the channel, <laughs> leave a comment down below, and share it with a friend. <laughs> Not excommunicado. <laughs> he had to set. He had to set the tone for the mob. Yeah, review. yeah, yeah. But we have come here today to do a mob review on John Wick Four. As always, our mob reviews are spoiler filled. So if you haven't seen John Wick Four or if you haven't finished the movie, make sure you pause this video, go finish the movie, and then let us know how you felt. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look for the date, but what's been going on, Ryan? I've been chilling. Um, I got a nice little manga haul this week, this month. Um, got some new wall art. Um, are we okay to shout out people even if it's not sponsored or never mind. I got some cool wall off from an artist. If y'all want to see where it came from, follow me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited. <laughs> My first time you know, it can't get free sponsorship, you know. <laughs> but how no you live? Money, no free money. What was I about to say? Yeah, I've just been cooling myself. Um, it's starting to get warmer, which I'm excited for. Yeah. Daylight savings time is kicking in. So we, we in there. You you like it better when it don't get dark till 8 o'clock too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the best time to be alive. It's the best time. It's like we can still go do stuff. It's still sunlight exactly. outside. The sun don't set till 8. It's like the world is your oyster. You can still day drink at 7.30 p.m. You can day drink at 5.30. 5.30. Like, come yeah. on. The benefits it. of living on in the Midwest towards the West Coast. Mm-hmm. I love it. But let's get into it. So, John Wick 4 dropped March 24th, 2023. As always, we got a couple hot takes that we're going to discuss from the movie. So, let's start with the first one. So, a lot of... I've seen a lot of tweets... A lot of announcements saying that this movie is the best one out of the franchise. Let's go ahead and talk about it overall. Do we agree? I'm going to be honest. For like like 95%, I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying, yeah. The action, mm-hmm. the, the characters, the overall plot was pretty interesting. The way you just jumped right into it. This oh, man yeah. barely had any script, like four hundred words. And they the said he had movie. three. They said he had three hundred and eighty words out of this. Had I think this was like a two hour and fifty minute movie. 
and majority of them was one-liners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need a gun. <laughs> I think that might have been the longest sentence he said. <laughs> I'm going to need a gun. Consequences. Consequences. <laughs> <laughs> like... Like, bro, I don't know if Keanu Reeves is even a good actor, if I'm being real with you. I know he can do some Yo, stunts. I know he can do some stunts. I don't know if he's a good actor. I don't know, because the way he be playing John Wick is just, you say, like, these couple words. I'll, you know, I'll give him this. I think we talked about this before. Um, I can't remember what movie it was, but, mm-hmm. like, his body language and his facial expression spoke yeah. more throughout the movie than any of his words would have to say. So I think I would have to give it to Keanu Reeves as being a good actor to play someone right. as John Wick where most of his performance is facial expressions, body language, etc. With him saying, yeah, the movie is 2 hours and 49 minutes and he only said 380 words. And majority of them with one-liners, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> but I, I have to give it to him, even though he did not say a lot throughout the movie. It's it kept me entertained the whole mm-hmm. two hours and 50 minutes. I want to say that this might, I feel like this one is the best one out of the franchise. Just because of like the nonstop action from beginning to end. And then the way that they crafted it to be the end of the franchise. I thought yeah. they did. I feel like that was some superior storytelling. Yeah. And they and they continue to add different dimensions to it too. Like mm-hmm. when they brought in the dude who was the um harbinger, you know, in the previous movie that she wasn't uh the person that came in was an adjudicator. And like they use these different words like the how the continental went from being consecrated to being um what was the word they used? It was like cursed or something when he blew it up. I, I forgot the word D D something. It was like D something, but it was I know consecrated was the word they used in the third movie, and I was like they add these little interesting elements that make you want to mm-hmm. learn more about the lore of the organization under the table. It was it was nice. Like the, when they started getting into like the old laws and mm-hmm. and I like how everybody just has like these broad names, but they mean so much like the manager. Yeah. Uh, the marquee, you know, things yeah. like that. F that guy though. <laughs> hey, his suits was cold. The, every, every time. Listen. Every time he stepped on the scene, the man was fresh from head to toe. Bro, the person I went with to the movie, that's the first thing I said. I said, I don't like this guy. But that red suit with the little chain The red suit, all of his suits. All of his suits. All of his suits. Every Every time he stepped on the scene, he had on a nice suit. And I was like, I have to give it to the costume director. Because if you don't like nothing else about this man... You cannot say. You good can, color scheme. Hello. You cannot, you cannot say that this man was not fresh from head to toe. I wish they had in the credits where the body suit said. To be honest, he was clean. John be clean too, but that man, John be the clean, marquee. But the marquee, he man. had this shit. He put this shit on. Man, perfectly <laughs> tailored the shoes to. Bro, when he I saw that put, chain in the um pocket at the bottom of the mm-hmm. blazer, bro, I was like, that's that's it. That <laughs> that's like it. his suits were cold as fuck. I <laughs> I also as a villain, I enjoyed the marquee because he was that classic 
to me, he was that classic action movie type villain. Or I'm mm-hmm. so or if you want to like do action movie slash like spy type arena. He was that classic villain that, you know, I'm head honcho. I'm I want to kill you. I'm too arrogant, you know, to do it exactly. myself. So I'm gonna send all these a bunch like all these other people, but like yeah, like I rule with like words and fear. Like I'm not gonna get my hands dirty. And I was like, okay, I like him with that trope. And you didn't really see him and he maintained that trope until he started breaking down at the end, which I yes. liked. Which I yes. really enjoy. Like when he started talking to Mr. Nobody's like, Man, But that damn, was that classic <laughs> But that was that classic I love it so much because that's that classic arrogant villain. Mm-hmm. Like the first half of the movie, like he's really showing his power, like the way that he did Kane, the way when exactly. he first met Mr. Nobody, like the way he was really like fronting himself. And then when it was really getting down to it where nobody could kill John Wick, and he was like, Bring me the phone. <laughs> you bring me bring me the phone. Had to get out had to get a whole new phone. He broke right. the first one. <laughs> and I was like, that's I was like, I I see how this is gonna go. And then the way that it mm-hmm. ends where he just gets cocky because he thinks John Wick is about to die. And he was like, you know what? I'm changing the rules. I want to kill him myself. And then Winston's mm. like, you know, you, you arrogant fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> he hasn't, he he didn't go yet. Like, both of them have to go. And it was like, see? And I was like, I like That's that. That's what you get. That's I like what that. what you get. Mm-hmm. Quick and to the point. But I thought... I thought he, he was a good antagonist. He should be voted best well-dressed antagonist of the decade. For real. Ain't nobody do it like him. <laughs> For real. Like, those suits was cold. But mm-hmm. we did get introduced into some other characters other than the Mar- Marquis. Let's talk about Kane, who was played by Donnie Yen. Do you know who that is? Yeah, he's been in a whole lot of different like kung fu movies and some other stuff. I didn't even recognize. I was, him. I looked at him. and I was like, Ip Man. Yeah, the Ip Man. Oh man! Yeah. And he was in Star Wars Rogue One. And the cool thing about it is that in Rogue One, his character was also blind. Mm-hmm. Mm. So well, I didn't know that. I said mm-hmm, like, but that's that's cold. But I really, I liked his character when they went to Osaka. My favorite part was when he started using those devices. One, when he was eating them noodles in the cut. Right, eating them noodles was funny, bro. When he he was devouring them noodles, bro. Everybody fighting for their lives, and he just like you know. This so the dude was like, right "Can you?" Then the dude's finally like, "Can you do your job, please?" But I like the way how he used his devices, like to play with, um, alongside his disability. When he started putting them things on the wall, like the tracking. The doorbell sensors, yeah. Right. So then he could start pinpointing, like, when this goes off, okay, it's somebody in that area. When this one goes off, there's somebody in that area. And I was like, okay. Because I was wondering how they um, were going to show off his skills. Like, you've just been hired to kill John Wick. And, like, to be hired to kill John Wick, you must be with the shits. And and then the crazy part, bro, this is how over the top this movie is. They got this blind old guy going against one of the best assassins, people with bulletproof suits on helping this guy, other swordsmen, archery people, archers, and he still survived and they made it look re- realistic. 
Mm-hmm. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> That's like, crazy. I was I completely forgot that their suits were bulletproof. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching it. I'm watching like when the Osaka fight first starts and they're all standing in the room and you know the bullets start firing and the guy um the guy who's under the marquee he's just standing there and I was like dude I just saw you get shot like six times and then I had to remember and I was like oh yeah they suits bulletproof (laughs) and I was like okay because the man had got shot like six times and I was just like what that's why you saw John. He'll have his suit coat and he'll be running around yeah. like this with it in front of him. I mean, him. It, it made sense after a while, but I completely forgot that detail. But I was looking like, well, how are you not dead? She was like, is this Call of Duty? How he, how he take all them bullets? He's still standing. I was like, I know this a movie, y'all, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> but. Bro. Kane was it. I ain't going to catch. Kane was the cold. Fact, the fact that they tied his friendship into there with John. And um, because when they had that violin playing in the beginning, who was looking at the girl, I was like, okay, who does who is this to him? You discovered it that gave he made daughter. a deal. Yeah, to me, it to me it definitely came. It gave daughter. It gave that I'm watching my daughter from afar because if I get too close, bad things gonna happen. It definitely gave that vibe. And then it shows just how twisted working for this organization is because the same thing happened to John. The same Mm -hmm. thing pretty much happens to every good assassin because at some point they want to get out. And putting these two friends who made deals up against each other, that was was just iconic. That was was Mm -hmm. amazing storytelling. Because he was like, I don't want to kill you, but like, if it was between... He said it. He said he was like, between you and my daughter, you're going to die. And I was like, that's just real. That's straight up. And John it's, couldn't get mad at him for that. He couldn't, like, he couldn't get mad. He just got up and he was like, you know, see you, see you soon. Like that moment they had in the church before um, the second half of the movie went down when everybody was trying to stop him from getting to the church. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's just a real like realization that y'all had to come to terms with. Exactly, and even the way they played into I can't remember Buddy's name because he was only there for a short period. The guy, the manager of the um Osaka um hotel. Yep. And even playing into their relationship, it's like we're friends, bro. Put your blade down. I got to get John. And Buddy's like, you don't know friendship. You don't know brotherhood or honor. I'm going to yep. fight you out of respect. You're both my friends, but you're not going to defend our friend from this twisted organization. I'm coming at you. I'm gonna die coming at you. But I feel like they were both in like different circumstances like mm-hmm. i don't think it was that he didn't understand the meaning of brotherhood it's just like you at a, i think um kane was kind of looking at him like you out of everybody should understand what i have on the line yeah but it's kind of like they they kind of paid homage to the idea of like two routes you could either go the route of defending my friend and my daughter and you're just going to go straight off honor. I will fight against the entire world. Or I'm going to serve this organization for the sake of my daughter. F my friend. Like, they basically, they were in the exact same situation. Yeah. But I, 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 okay, I agree with that. They just took mm-hmm. two different routes. But I kind of think, you know, Kane played smart. it smarter. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Kane played it smarter. Because both him and his daughter are alive. And then you go to old guy. The other guy in Osaka, his daughter shot, and he dead. And what's funny, he didn't have to die if he stayed down. I don't think Kane was going to kill him. Kane probably knew that the table folks was going to get him. 
But yeah. he didn't have to die right there. He had. He to didn't fight have to fight that guy. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just. Honor. They didn't have time to have like that conversation of okay, how what like what's your actual motive? Are you actually gonna kill John, or mm-hmm. like, or are you playing this smart? And I don't think they had time to like, and I don't think it would have made sense for them to sit down and like have this conversation. So it's kind of like, I I am under the belief based on every this whole fight that just happened like these past ten minutes. I am under the belief that you really out to get John. So we gonna we gonna box. Exactly. All my all my employees have died. My daughter at risk. Like we ain't got. It's no talking at this point. It's no talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about um Mister Nobody, played by Shamir Anderson. How did you feel about him? I did not know what they were going to do with him, and mm-hmm. once I saw what they did with him, I was very impressed. Because the John Wick franchise does a really good job of bringing in like very unique actors, some popular, some semi-relevant. I didn't know who this guy was. I'm not that's not discrediting his popularity. But when he came in, I was like, oh, he's just a new guy. I think he hot stuff. And the fact that he came in chasing John down, you understood his motives. Like, no, this is my bounty. I'm in it for the money. That's mm-hmm. real, bro. I'm in it for the money. I'm pure assassin for hire, bro. And seeing that dynamic of him going against everybody else just to get keep get the bounty on John, even that scene was when it was Mister Nobody, Kane, John, and that big dude with the gold teeth. Mm-hmm. That scene was fire, bro. Mister Nobody, he he was somebody in this movie. I felt like his character was dope, but then I also feel like sometimes his character felt a bit out of place. Really, I felt because. So the nightclub scene made sense because at that point the marquee had sent Mr. Nobody to go find John Wick. Mm-hmm. So he had been tracking them. So yes, let's end up at the same place because I'm trying to kill you. But I feel like in some moments it was kind of like y'all just sliding him in here because he needs to be in here. I, I'll say this. I, I definitely see where you're going coming from. But the way I viewed him Throughout most of the movies, we've only seen, like, the experienced assassin, mm-hmm. who are pretty much, so, like, even in the first one, I think, um, Common was serving, um, a girl who was about to go into the table, and John was, um, fighting for his brother and everybody else. But when you see Mr. Nobody, it's like, it's not that he's inexperienced, but he's younger. I'm yep. here, I look like I'm in my freaking 20s, I'm in it for the money, I think this is gonna be my way out. We saw him make his first deal. And we didn't really see deals like that come about. We, we didn't see the original deal that John made. We didn't see the original deal that Kane made. We saw the results. You know what I okay. mean? Yeah. So I like that Mr. Nobody kind of showed, like, what the beginning of this stuff looks like. Like, how do they start? We in it for the money. We're orphans. Oh. We ain't got nowhere to go. And now I'm, I'm here. That's a good way to look at it. Because, you know, he gets, like, with the conversation between him and uh, the Marquis at the beginning about ego. And so he was like, yeah, I'm coming to the table. I'm this assassin, you know, give me my money. So then they do like the fake handshake and he turned around and stabs him in the hand. And I was like, ooh. And, and it, it was it like, out. <laughs> yeah, he was like, either you gonna pull it out, pull the knife out your hand and we gonna kill you. Or you gonna pull your hand through the knife and show us how dedicated you are to this cause. And I, and then at that point, it really came, then you 
see him, you see that ego get shaken a little bit. And he was like, this is what it means to be like working for the table. This is why everybody's like, man, what the L? <laughs> what have Bro, I done? That- that scene was so nasty, bro. And you think they're gonna pull it away and you not see it? No, nah, you gonna see. Yeah, you oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, ew. But it, but but I think they had to show it. Like they had to show like how gruesome and how like real shit these deals with the table are. Mm-hmm. Why John Wick is killing all these people to get out why Kane is making this decision to fight against his friend to save his daughter. Like, this stuff is, this stuff is serious. It ain't no joke. And, like, John is the one person who made it out. Like, in the first movie, that's all they kept talking about. He was the one who made it out. Just for him to come back in, be mm-hmm. a be a, be a victim, being right back under the table. And now he's trying to fight his way out. And this guy over here, you seen John's story. You heard about the legendary Baba Yaga. And you just like, yeah, I'm gonna make the deal because I'm in it for the money. Yeah, I'm I in it for the it's, money. It's not enough. Thirty million. What? He said thirty five at one point. That he said that is the price of the service today. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I thought, but I did like like him and his dog, like the the dynamic duo that they had. I thought it was cool because you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of how John was known for killing an entire army right. just and for that's, his dog. And that's how, and I really like the touchback to it because you remember that moment when the guy from the marquee is him, Mr. Nobody, and John Wick. And mm. John Wick gets the drop on Mr. Nobody. Like, he could have killed him, like, right there. But the yeah. marquee guy gets the drop on the dog. And John Wick kills the dog instead of shooting Mr. Nobody. And you see it at that moment, like, okay. You see that it's- twist to Mr. Nobody. And then you get that touchback to John Wick 1. It was like, oh, he didn't want the guy to shoot the dog. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it, it's just crazy how all of that was connected so subtly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Mr. Nobody honestly was like the audience way to see what John probably was as a kid. Like, this is how they all start off. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Yeah. Like, you know, no words. And that makes sense, too. Like, I'm not really trying to figure out, like, the laws and, you know, bylaws and getting Mm -hmm. into all of, like, the specifics. Like, you give me a target, you tell me the bounty, and I'm going to go get it. I ain't got no friends. I the only people I know about are the ones connected to John. I I'm just here. I'm yeah. just here. It's... And I definitely think like through John, he saw like the effects of if you keep doing this kind of work and you keep working for the table, this ultimately might be your fate. Exactly. You're only you're only going to die under the table. Yeah, or you know, die die fighting your way out or just die you know, doing your job. Or you mm-hmm. might end up like um Kane. You know, you end up getting somebody that you really care for and it's either between that or something else, like What did Kane say? I'll say I'll I'll be ready for you. Mm. <laughs> Kane mm. told Kira he said, Come find me later. And I was like, that's such a kill bill moment. You remember have you Kill Bill yeah. when she killed uh Vivica Fox and she told her daughter, she was like, you know, if you still 
being sore about it, you know, come see me later. <laughs> and I was like, and did you watch the? Like, I watched watch the end credits. Credit I did see the end credit scene. Listen, she listen, came to bro. get him. He, he was ready. <clears throat> you want to know what's crazy? It all goes full circle. Cause who was John Hurt hunting down in the first few movies? People who wanted to do him dirty. You did me dirty. I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. Kane already looked at that young lady and said, I know how this go. I've been under this table longer than you, young lady. Come after me. I'll be ready. Yeah. Crazy. 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 <laughs> well, let's talk about um we got a couple other hot takes. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Uh ew. let's talk Cold about mustard. Lance. <laughs> Let's talk about Lance Reddick's character, Sharon. So he goes out pretty early in the movie, but I do want to talk about his performance throughout the franchise because he did pass away a couple months ago. So. Ah, I ain't going to lie. That hurt because he passed away like what, like three days, five days prior to the premiere of the movie. Yeah. And, and I, and nobody was aware or nobody spoiled it. That his character was going to die so early in the movie, it hurt. I ain't gonna lie, it, yeah, it kind of hurt. Definitely, I thought this movie was going to be like. Well, I didn't really know what to expect. Like coming into this movie, I didn't expect him to die so soon. I thought it was going to be more of like a Paul Walker thing. Like mm-hmm. we're going to show you, like he's going to have like a good piece of play in the movie, and then you, you know this is his swan song leaving out, but. Yeah. Like seeing him die so early and then it's like, dang. If they wanted to continue uh, the franchise, they would have to recast them. Yeah. But it the thing is he he was an excellent actor. I started seeing some videos about him, how they was like there was a video where they interviewed the other actors in John Wick, like even Zero from John Wick Three. And they was like, We didn't even know this guy's we didn't know his accent was fake. But he just <laughs> did it. He <laughs> just <laughs> did it. <laughs> And like that's like that's like just really cold acting. Like he really got into the character, and he served like he he played the perfect role of I'm assistant to the manager. I'm yeah. loyal to the manager. Forget the table. This is the man I'm gonna fight for. This is the man I'm gonna kill for. And he played his role perfectly. He and just I like at the end to the universe. And I like um the scene between John Wick and Winston when they're at the like the cemetery mm-hmm. thing, and you know. He wrote on his tombstone, friend. And I was like, that's, that's, that was nice. Because going back to my statement before, like how everybody has just like these vague names, like the manager and the marquee. And we all work for like this assassin organization. And it really, that really showed like the real bonds in between the organization. Like, I'm not just helping you because we both work for the table. Or I'm not just helping you because that's what I'm supposed to do or they're going to kill me. It's like you see some real deal bonds being made throughout this organization. And I love that they don't, like, hold the audience hand. Like, it's not like they're showing continuous flashbacks. Like, oh, this was them, like, on a mission riding through a car and then they saved each other's lives. Like, no, it's like, you know they've been working for years together. They held Mm -hmm. it down. We saw them fight off an entire army in John Wick 3. Like, of course, they're going to develop bonds in this completely cold organization. You know what I mean? I like that they didn't hold our hands, but we still were able to feel, like, that emotional impact. You know what I mean? I 
Right. And I think it just further like stamped down like we gotta get from under the table. Like everybody. There's no like, <laughs> like we gotta get from like we gotta get from under the table because some of this some of this shit is hitting too close to home. Bro, even in the beginning, like you know what we forgot what we did mention, like when John was chasing down like the new elder or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I the fact that even the elder was like, Oh, the table can replace me, that made me want to go like, What's your role then? You know what I mean? Like in the previous but it's movie, like, you were- it's it was a perfect um the perfect analogy to that was when Winston was talking to John and he and then John was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go kill the marquee. Like, what are you talking about? And he was and then Winston's like, You just can't go kill the marquee. Like he and then he compared him to Hydra. He was like, mm-hmm. you, if you kill one marquee, they're just going to replace him with the next, and then we back in the same situation. Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, that's that's a good analogy, because this is how these organizations work. Like, okay, oh, so-and-so died, bring in the, ne- bring in the next one. They was like, they'll replace, Winston was like, they'll replace him before his, they even bury him, before they even get to the funeral, it's going to be a new marquee. So you exactly. gotta do the, you have to you gotta do this smart. And they're all heartless, bro. Like you you don't even know the people sitting at the table. We don't even know like the twelve, what are they, elders, warlords. We'll know we'll, we right. don't even know these people. All we know is it's twelve families. And then this the marquee, this is the guy who they made responsible for killing John Wick. Man. Man. But RIP Sharon, bro. Yeah. Sharon, Sharon, yeah. Sharon and R.I.P. Lance Reddy. Yeah. But um let's move on to the next hot take. Going back to the fight scenes. What were your favorite fights slash stunts out of this movie? And did those stunts action scenes top the action that we saw in the previous John Wick movies? Bro. I don't even have a favorite. <laughs> it was like I got a favorite. Ju- I got three. From, but I will say one that wasn't because of the action, but because it was just so wild. When Buddy was crawling away up the stairs, and Akira, and Akira was, was <laughs> you know what, you know what, it, when she was just stabbing in the back, the first thing I thought about I was like, "Bro, is this Chainsaw Man?" She's like when Digi was getting stabbed by those she zombies. Was- yeah, just, the way she was crawling up his body, I was like, this is a gremlin. Right, like, bro, like, I was like, how bad does that have to hurt, bro? Nah, honestly. The scene when they were in um London and all these cars driving, like, going past each other, and they still trying to shoot and fight, and a new car just kept popping up. John mm-hmm. crashing in, folks, he getting hit. It reminded me of um that level in Mario Kart 64 <laughs> when they drive it through Man. the city. <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> is this, bro? Yo. <laughs> like, nonstop, bro. Nonstop. My top three, like the whole movie was just back-to-back action. But my top three won the Osaka fight. Mm-hmm. That was that was, cool. that was cold. Like the weaponry. Like you go from swords to pistols, people are using Bowling arrows. arrows. <laughs> people are using bare hands, and then the setting. It was mm-hmm. like we're fighting on so many different levels. Like first they're fighting on the main floor, then we're fighting in the kitchen, 
Now we're fighting like on the back part. Then the fight between Kane and old dude on the little lake area. Like, and then my favorite part is when they go to that room that had all the displays and stuff with like yeah. lights. That was, was dope. Like the different oh. settings. I like that the fight moved around. You know what? If that's your favorite, my favorite is when he was at the club against the big dude with the gold teeth. That's my second that's favorite. My, that's my that's favorite, That's my second bro. favorite. With him, it's Killer or Keela or however you pronounce his name. Yeah. The, the night scene was cold, too. My favorite part of that is like, how are y'all still dancing? Like, I know y'all didn't heard like 10 gunshots. Bro, like this man running through, and the club was cold. Let's let's not deny the way they utilized those water features. I those waterfalls like was dope. That, that like a lit club. Don't get me wrong, but the fact that he's just running through, navigating through these folks, and they all just like, oh, they like what's going what? on behind? But me? but you know what? It reminds me of. It reminded me of the Iceberg Lounge from like Batman. And how Batman and yeah. Penguin, Batman and Penguin always get into it, and then everybody's just dancing like, "Oh yeah, he's fighting somebody again." Oh, Batman's like, here. <laughs> I'm lit. I'm lit. <laughs> and that, that's it. Okay. Gave it definitely gave like, yes, we know we're in like a a mafia boss underground type dancing, and it's like mm-hmm. this is just the vibe. They just do this. Just keep dancing. Don't look. You may hear a couple gunshots, but listen, just keep. Keep staying with the vibe. But, bro, what's so crazy, that dude was the entire time <gasps> getting that inhaler. I'm ready. I got hands for you. He did. I'm ready. When he, when he did that spin kick and knocked John bro. off that platform, bro, I was bro. like, oh. <laughs> this man was going one on one with Bowser, bro. And it gave it wasn't me, going. no, it gave me Bob from Tekken. Oh, the yeah. big dude Bob yeah. that be getting with them kicks, bro. It gave me Bob, and I was like, he really fighting, like he really got hands, bro. It was psychotic, bro. Like, <laughs> and John when he was knocking him out, and how it paid homage to the beginning scene when he was just punching that wood, yeah, like perfect close to the movie, bro. I mean, the perfect closure to that scene, bro. Perfect. He was just, he was in on. And I was like, yeah. And then he had to pull that tooth out. He said he did have to bring him proof. I thought he was going to take all four. Yeah, I did think he was going to take all four. When he went in his mouth, I thought he was going to take all four of them joints and just slam them (laughs) on the table. You know how they had that scene when they slam them out? How did you know you killed them? Boom. (laughs) (laughs) He just took one go. Bro, that whole scene was just psychotic to me. My... Third favorite scene is when everybody was after him in Paris and they hit that roundabout with the car. You remember John was doing the donuts in that yeah. car and was shit, he was just going around and he was just getting all of it. He said, Oh, I didn't get you that one time. Oh, I'm back. Re- remember when he went to go pick his gun up while driving? Like, oh, yes. word, pick up a But this donut, the donut scene was so cold because he was like, I'm just going to do a wraparound. Oh, I missed you. I'm <laughs> just, just going to do a wraparound. <laughs> Bro, like, but he was like, bro. like he was holding the car, and he was just he just had him. Like I was like, this is how you fight in the street. But <laughs> this is how you fight in the street because it was so chaotic. It was so chaotic because you had pedestrians just driving. Then you had people who were coming to kill him who was driving. People like they just coming out the woodwork, like in the middle of this roundabout, bro. 
you know what? Hold on, we missing a scene. Remember how once they did that call out and baby girls on the radio like, go get this assassin, go get the man in black. And those dudes who had those exploding rounds, they called them the like dragon, dragon breath. And then when we got to the scene where those in the building and it yes. goes into like third person top view, like a yes. video game. Yes. And you that see was John cold. shooting through the building. Bro, he walk up the stairs blowing these folks up, setting them on fire. That he said he set that one dude on fire. Bro. I love oh. I would say I love the cinematography and the camera direction in this movie because the Perfect. way that they show the fight scenes. And I'm glad that you brought up the building because when they did that top down view, I yes, said, Oh bro. yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you can tell that the director, the producer, like, somebody, y'all enjoy cinema. Like, y'all play video games. Y'all enjoy every form of entertainment because they like, just this chose was, so many elements. This was an action movie. Like, this is, mm-hmm. like, the action movie. Like, all of the tropes, the fighting scenes, the angles. Yes, bro. It was like, yeah. Yeah. Bro. And you just seeing the bodies fly, or the or the, every time when John just takes time to like reload, like I already got you down, but I gotta finish you. Hold on, boom. That, like that. Okay, psychotic, bro. That I wanted. I was when I saw it, I was like, I have to remember to say this on the episode before I forget it. My favorite part of this movie is that John made sure everybody was dead, yo. He Ain't was no like, I know move. I, yeah, Mm-mm. I was like, I know I shot you once, but let me just make sure. Let me make sure. Let me make sure. <laughs> and everybody, was, look, <coughs> everybody get a two piece, bro. Yeah. I was like, I love this because in most like action assassin movies, you always get that trope. And it was like, I think you're dead and let me go about my business. And they come back. Ah, oh, I wasn't really dead. Mm-hmm. This man, John. Oh, I'm going to make sure. I'm, I'm going Every to make sure. Every single one of y'all, bro. Every single one. It's like you get one, and then you get another one. Like, I'm not leaving this room until I've made sure that everybody is like, y'all dead for real. Bro. The complete. I'll say, you know what? That top-down view, that was my second favorite. My first scene is definitely the club, because that was just crazy. And you know what? That scene when he was going up the stairway... And Buddy came, but all those folks are standing there. He Can we talk about how outrageous it was when he finally got to the top of the steps and they just kicked him and he was, ah, ah, ah. And I was like, y'all, for real, at some point he has to start rolling. Like, y'all just, now he just rolling. (laughs) Bro, like, I know this man ribs are cracked. I know his I know he's shoulder out done. of place. <laughs> no, it was that him rolling down those steps continuously like that was so outrageous to me. I was like, at this, it's silly. At this point, it's silly. Then he gets to then he gets to every stair. Then he gets to like the stopping point. He gets up. The dude knock him again. Then he's ah ah <laughs> some more stairs. And I was like, I get what y'all trying to do. Like, y'all trying to really, like, build this anticipation. Like, is he really going to make it? And when we thought he was going to make it, y'all pushed him all the way back down at the bottom, which made it dope for Kane to slide in, and then they fought all the way back to the top. But I was like, the way he rolling down these steps right now is so outrageous. 
bro, even in GTA, if you're rolling down a mountain for that long, you're going to get a wasted sign. But it's silly. It's <laughs> it reminded me, it reminded me of a video game. <laughs> Them nonstop rolls in GTA. Like, why am I yeah, rolling bro. like this? <laughs> like, bro, I was like, come on now. What we doing here? What we doing here? I was like, I get, what y'all, I get what y'all trying to do. But it was it was just so silly to watch. Bro. So let's move on to our next hot take. So after the stair scene, John gets to the top. They do the duel. They kill the marquee. And then John Wick dies. So do we or do we not believe that John Wick is dead? Here is the thing. Arguably, that was an off-camera death. That was arguably an off-camera death. Like, we see him, like, lay down. I swear I thought he was just taking a nap. Like, yes, that bullet could have been in a dangerous spot, but everything else he survived, I was Mm -hmm. like, I could see him surviving this. But when they showed the tombstone, I was like, okay. When old dude, the Baron, um, came out and said, you think he's in heaven or hell? I was like, that makes me think John is, like, somewhere in New York chilling right now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. That's what it. That's what it gave to me. I can see it going both ways. I could see mm-hmm. him not being dead, but they're just saying he's dead, just you know, to eliminate the idea of John Wick. Because he finally because of made because it out. of everybody. Because if every if they can get everybody to believe that John Wick is dead, he <clears> could really he could really be free. Exactly. But I also saw it that he could have died when he fell down on those steps because. You brought up the point that John Wick has had worse injuries and could have been dead, but he also had something to fight for. So it's like, like I can't die. Like even if this injury, like I have to fight through these injuries because I have a goal. At that point, he was free. He had nothing else yeah. to fight for. He had nobody else coming after him. So I could just see this weight being lifted off his shoulders, and yeah him just letting go like yes i could probably fight this injury if i wanted to but for what yeah it it's like if they want to make another movie i could see them pulling up he ain't really died you know what i'm saying i could see them pulling that but if this is the end of his storyline it was a very honorable death like that, it, was, and it was great <clears throat> i think they gave him a good death like he mm-hmm. really because he really fought for it like this, like from front to back, like it was nonstop fighting. Like he was actually fighting for something. When it got to the end, it was like, there's no need for John Wick. He's not working for the table. Nobody's after him. You know, everybody else that he cares about is safe. You know, what, what, let me, let me chill. He he avoided killing his friend. He killed mm-hmm. his targets who hurt everybody else who hurt their friends. He fulfilled his promise to his family that he joined, rejoined. He handled business. Yeah, so at that point, <laughs> if this is the official death of John Wick, I'm, I wasn't mad at it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not mad at it. And I love the, I want loving husband on my tombstone. And the yep. fact that they added that, buried him right next to his wife, that was icing on the cake. Perfect. You yeah. can't get better than that. That was perfect. You can't. So let's talk about the end credit scene. And we kind of already talked about it, but do we feel like this end credit scene is going to lead to something? Or do we just feel like this was a needed end credit scene to answer the question of if Akira was really going to go after Kane? What 
here's it could go two ways. I could see that scene just being, hey, this pays homage to how dark the table is because it's just a circle of vengeance. You get mm-hmm. in, you kill. It's, it's either kill or be killed. And once you do a few killings, there's some people who want to kill you. And it paid homage to that. But I could also see it being a spinoff, whether it's based on Kane or based on a Carol who I slick would prefer, mm-hmm. who I slick would prefer over Kane. I could totally see it going both ways, whether this was just an ending and we just wanted to show y'all like this table is twisted or, hey, one of them is going to be the next main character in this work universe um, franchise, movie franchise. I could see it both ways. One of a, oh shit, she got him. And then mm-hmm. I could also see it as if this does go into a spinoff series, I think I would per- prefer it to be like a one season spinoff and that's it. Exactly. I could totally see it. I could totally see it. Plus, Akira, Akira was cold. I feel like we needed more of her. We needed more of her. She a fighter. Yeah. When she, when she pulled that kimono off and she had on that suit, I was that, like, that, oh. I was queen. like, oh. Like, you wore this. Like, you didn't even know that the, the table was coming today. You you just wear this. Like, you, you do this. And even and and I gotta and I gotta give some more credit to her because it was a little aloof of who she was to the manager, whether she was just she was just his assistant at first at Osaka, kinda like Sharon to old dude. But then when she was like, Oh, your daughter would like to schedule a meeting and blah 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 blah. Like when they had the code, I was like, Okay, I'm yeah, I'm this a father daughter thing. Like there's more at stake. Like there's more at stake here. Because yeah, like even between just, Winston and Sharon, you saw that that friend, like, hold on, this is my friend. You get that friendship. But then with Akira and Odude, it's like, okay, this is a going, we going a bit deeper with a father-daughter relationship. So her being like, you know, I really don't like John Wick being here. It's not that, you know, I just got beef with John Wick. No, this is my daddy. And if they come after John Wick, that puts my daddy at risk. Exactly. And even just the scene of them walking, he was like, I can't remember the exact words, like, how blessed am I to have a daughter such as this? And, like, she's smiling. Like, mm-hmm. all of that was, like, it was touching. You know what I mean? Yeah, so when he died, I was like, damn. And she watched it? She yeah. She come back. He, oh, he, of course. Of course. I'll be ready for you. She's angry. <laughs> it gave Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. But my last hot take Lionsgate said they are open to the idea of doing a John Wick 5. What I read from IGN is that the original plan was to film John Wick 5 back-to-back with John Wick 4, but it never came to fruition as the team changed direction and decided to wrap up the franchise in Chapter 4. But with everything that's happened since John 4 dropped, they are now stating that they're open to doing John Wick 5. The hot take I want to discuss is should there be a John Wick 5? My fear is that if they do a John Wick 5, this will turn into the Fast and the Furious franchise and become boo-boo garbage. Mm-hmm. Unless it's just a movie in the franchise, it's just a movie in the universe and John isn't the main character, or <clears throat> say it's a prequel and we see how he got here. I would like to see how what he was doing before the events of John Wick One. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing that. But if if they do do what I expect them to do, oh, 
His death wasn't real. He's here. Unless this man is really finna fight the families and the leaders of the table, there's nothing else y'all can do. There's That's, nothing y'all else y'all can do. That was my uh, mindset, is that if his death is fake, what is the next thing y'all gonna put throw at John Wick to actually make him come out and want to fight? Make him because only... he's, he's this is his second time gaining his freedom. What are y'all gonna throw in his face to make him give that up for a second time and come back and fight the table? And it's only it's also only so many times you can throw in different pieces. Like we saw the adjudicator in the previous one. In this one, we see the marquee and a harbinger. And we're off in different countries and stuff. Like, unless this man is like, I just want to destroy the entire table. And even then, is he going to have an army? Is Osaka finna be supporting him? Is the Continental finna be supporting him? How's this going to work out? I don't see what else they could do next. I honestly, I wouldn't mind a prequel, but that's about it. I wouldn't mind. I like what you said is that I wouldn't like. I would wouldn't mind a movie but just in the John Wick universe. And you brought up mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious, and let's talk about Hobbs and Shaw. Like how that's in good. the Fast and the Furious uh, universe, but it played with different characters that lived in that universe. Now, mm-hmm. if they wanted to do something like that, you know, I th- think that would be pretty interesting. Like if they did want to make a movie surrounding the whole Akira versus Kane type thing, or if they wanted to touch on... um. Let's swing back to Mr. Nobody. What is Mr. Nobody going to do now? Is he going to continue exactly. being an assassin? Um, working under the table? But now that this marquee is out of the way, who's the new marquee? How is he going to rule over it? And then that, go, that could go into your thing of like, what is it like for a starting assassin working under the table? Exactly. Like if it was like John Wick, the story of nobody or Kira's or Kira's rising or anything like if they did something of that nature I'm open to it because you can't milk the same characters over and over again we've already gotten these endings we've already seen what they've done you can't keep milking these characters because in John Wick 3 they prepped the ending for there to be a John Wick 4 we knew it he was Mm -hmm. up he was ready he was ready to fight we saw that even they focus on the Baron King or what like I can't remember I think that's a buddy's title, the dude who basically goes, who um helped John yeah. travel in the ship and everything. Even if they study him and the people he got working under him or whether they follow Winston again, y'all, we seen John's story. It yeah. ended. Either y'all going to show the beginning or we're going to see someone else's story. I think they have a lot of different elements that they can play with. I think because of the gap between John Wick 3 and John Wick 4, mm-hmm. I think... I can only see them trying to hang on to Keanu Reeves is because that's the selling point for John Wick. But I think, but I also think that after this movie, I think that you guys have introduced a lot of good characters and storylines that you could play with to continue expanding this universe. Shoot, we still got Holly Berry's storyline from when she was in John Wick 3 because she made a deal and got out just mm-hmm. to attack the person over that hotel and who f- makes the coins. She got on the table's bad side. Like, we got a few people that y'all could utilize if y'all want to keep the story going for of in the universe, that is. Yeah. But Keanu, he got his ending. If y'all given to greed, I could see y'all bringing him back to life. I don't want that to happen. But if y'all given to greed but do it the right way, do somebody else. Yeah. Show somebody else's story. And I think 
Well, I guess we would have to see because they did announce that a spinoff series, what is it called? The Continental? Mm-hmm. I did hear about that. Is supposed to be coming. That's a spinoff of the John Wick franchise. I think maybe what comes out of that could decide on what else, you know, they plan to expand with the John Wick franchise. Because I right. feel like going a series, a series is going the safe way instead of, oh, we're making a another blockbuster movie, but guess what? John Wick isn't in it, but some of the characters from the John Wick franchise is in it. And I could see that. I could see that. I just, I just don't want it to be, I see that I could see why they were doing how they could get away with it, but I don't want them to keep milking this series to where we end up hating it. You know what I mean? Like this legacy yeah. of John Wick's chapters one through four. Let's, some people didn't let's let it go. That well. Let's not let's not do like Tom Cruise and now we at Mission Impossible Nine and Mission Impossible Ten. Like how many impossible missions are you doing? Bro? How many impossible <laughs> missions? Oh, not mission missions. missions. How many impossible <laughs> missions can Tom Cruise go on? Exactly, bro. Like, you, you, like once once a legacy has been obtained, don't destroy it. You know yeah. what I mean, y'all. We can legitimately call John Wick the best actions franchise of the decade right now. Mm-hmm. It could easily be the number one. De- uh, definitely top three. You know yeah. what I mean? Let's submit. Uh, let's submit this franchise into that stone. Yeah, and do something else. I get. I get the greed part. I definitely get the greed portion of it. But I mm-hmm. think. I agree with like we have a couple more characters and a couple other storylines that you guys could play with. Exactly. If anything, turn this into a 007 video game. I would. I would love to play John Wick or somebody didn't, else. In the didn't world. they say something like that, or did, or somebody was like they should make a John I, Wick I game? I think I saw a tweet of people just bringing it up. I don't know if it's necessarily in the works, but I would play it. I definitely will play it. I think it would be dope. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it should be like the main. I think it should be somewhere along the lines of like Hogwarts Legacy. Like, yeah, in the universe. It's but in not... the universe. Like you're playing with the elements. Like you understand like what the hotels are for. You understand what the managing. You understand like the table. Like you understand like the mm-hmm. hierarchy of the organization but you're just you're not playing as john wick you're playing as let's go back to your idea you're this is your first day working for the table and your story just follows all of the laws and the consequences and everything that comes with being an assassin as long as they got a driving scene because i need to be able to do what john hey you hit that donut (laughs) Oh God! <laughs> the shooting, the, up, the shooting mechanics have to be top tier. They Gotta have be. the shooting mechanics have to be top tier. If they and they and also of, they have to you know the way of using you know other objects and different weapons also has to be up there as well. And all of these modded guns, I need all of that. I want that dragon fire bullet. I need like that. the whole safe that. house and. Going to different countries and making these different relationships and stuff. I think it could be a pretty dope game. I could totally see it being fire. Like a GTA mixed with like Uncharted. GTA just because of the way that, you know, how they do like the weapons and the armories and the driving and stuff like that. Uncharted because like as being an action franchise game, they they, they pull out a good story. Exactly. 
So I could see it being good if with the right um company behind it. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking like Naughty Dog and like Rockstar just coming together and making like a John Wick game. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much all I had. You got anything else, Ron? This movie was amazing. That's it. It was nice. It definitely held my attention for the whole two hour and fifty minute nonstop action. And then, like I said before, this was definitely a great ending to John Wick's story. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and shut this down. Once again, thank you, Ryan, for joining me on another episode of the Blur Mob Podcast. Also, thanks for everybody who's been listening and watching, whether this is your first time or 50th time listening. It's always appreciated. Make sure you check us out on social media. We're on Instagram at the Blurred Mob Pod. You can find us on Twitter at the Blurred Mob, and you can find us on Facebook and TikTok at the Blurred Mob Podcast. Also, to give a shout out to our affiliate links, make sure you uh, check out those descriptions for uh, our affiliate links for Entertainment Earth and Right Stuff Anime. Hit up Right Stuff Anime if you want to get some manga box sets like Ryan. And hit up Right Stuff, not Right Stuff, Entertainment Earth if you want to get some Funko Pops like me and Ryan as well. And with that being said, this is the mob checking out. Peace. Hands up. If you love them where you at, stand 10 toes down, shot they ain't no look at me. Don't look at me. You can let them haters hate when they answer where I'm smiling, I just tell them life's great.